Hello and welcome back to the Daily Fart. Uh, today's episode is one that I'm I've been I've been thinking about. So I've been thinking about this, and there's actually a big kind of news story that kind of hit, and it went under the radar for a lot of people. Um, but I think it's important to talk about, it, and that's why I'm I'm gonna talk about it. But I'm also so. Well, I'll I'll just explain what. So we're talking about the ITER fu- fusion reactor that's being built in I believe France. I will double check that. Um yep, in southern France. Okay. Now, uh the the ITER reactor is a fusion reactor and um basically so I want to go through a couple of things and kind of explain what we're talking about. Um, And I'm going to keep everything very simple so that there's nothing too technical to not understand. Um, But, you know, this will be a little bit sciencey. And uh, this is my area of expertise or not expertise. No, I'm not an expert in nuclear physics. Um, And and no, no, by no way. So no, I need to take that back. I'm going to go into this as as in this is my area of interest. That's the right word. And um, I'm going to explain some things. So if I get a bit carried away, I'll try to reel it back um, within the 20 minutes that I plan to do this in, which will be really hard. So um, let's kind of take one step back. Nuclear reactors. Don't we already have nuclear reactors? Blah, blah, blah. That, that might be the first question you think uh, in your mind. Um, what we have right now that are um, that have been operating commercially uh is what we call fission reactors and fission reactors kind of take away all the you know uh, all the (laughs) technical stuff fission is the process of splitting up elements into um, less complex elements and uh, by doing that you release energy um, which is captured uh, by heat transfer and uh, turned into electricity. Um, now the difference between that and f- fusion is that fusion is actually um, the the combining of elements and the energy that's released during those processes. So um, fusion actually is is a bit harder than fission um, to sustain. Um, it's harder to create the environment, and that's why for a long time it has been, you know, sort of a uh, sort of a sort of a tough thing for, for because fusion has more potential to provide a lot of more efficient and renewable energy uh, than fission reactors. And fission reactors do well. There's a lot of benefits to to using nuclear technologies, but uh, fission reactors is like the Honda Civic, and fusion reactors is that Ferrari. And we're aiming for the Ferrari. Right? We're aiming for the four five eight Italia. Of, right? We're, that's that's what we're aiming for. Well, we haven't developed that yet. And actually, um, the I the ITER project, which is uh, an international project, uh, again based out of the south of France, um, with a lot of member countries all over the world, is a collaborative effort to work towards fusion reaction. Uh, fusion reactors now over the years there's been a lot of different types of reactors and um, there actually have been fusion reactors that have been built and tested um, 
when I'm talking about fusion reactors being built and tested, there has never been a commercially viable fusion reactor ever built. Um, there have been experiments, experiments to see um, how plasma reacts within magnetic fields. And um, basically, we'll talk a little bit about plasma now. Because I think, <laughs> yeah. So, basic pre premise is that um, when we're making a fusion reactor, we are trying to simulate the conditions of the sun. Now, the sun has some more advantages on us, like, or some, you know, they, it has some things easier. First off, it's massive. It's very dense and it's very hot. Now, what that allows, um, what that allows, like in terms of processes, is uh, particles are able to collide because they're in plasma and it's very dense. They're able to collide and create um, new, new, new elements. Um, and basically, this fusion process goes on. And um, you start with, um, you know, you start with hydrogen, not to get too technical about deuterium and tritium and all that, but you start with, you know, lighter elements. And as the sun gets older, it starts using up its lighter elements. And actually, the interesting thing is, is that all um, all suns burn until they reach iron. Iron is the densest um the densest element that can be naturally created, uh, not I mean, discounting supernovas and other, um, other uh, you know things in the world. Sorry, no other other elements that that are created in um, in more extreme conditions. But in a typical sun, in a typical uh, star, uh, iron is kind of the limit, and so once uh, you know. Uh, a star gets to iron, you know, iron atoms. That's pretty much as far as it can go. Now that's that's far down the line for us. We are still trying to create the um, the plasma or create a similar environment in which we can sustain uh, a nuclear reactor or nuclear fusion. Now. Just to kind of take things back a bit, I wanted to talk about what reactors actually do. So whether it's a fission reactor, whether it's a coal reactor, uh, whether it's a, um, a nuclear fusion reactor, the purpose of a reactor is often just to heat up water. Now, that might sound really, really simple, but that's genuinely what a lot of reactors are aiming to do because if you heat up water you create steam steam can turn a turbine turbines generate electricity which can then be stored in capacitors or batteries uh, and transmitted um, across the country to power your your light bulbs your homes your um, computer the the computer i'm recording on the monitors you know like my my all, all the tools that we use are phones and everything. So they're all powered by heating up water. And so if you're doing, you know, if you're burning coal, you're burning coal with the idea of heating up water, which turns into steam, which goes through, um, which goes through a, tur a gas turbine. Uh, the turbine spins, the uh, water lose, transfers energy to the turbine, 
and then turns back to water and the cycle repeats right and so that's essentially what we're trying to do we are just trying to create a device that will continually heat water with minimal with minimal waste products and sort of the benefit of nuclear fusion is that um, fission products can can have a uh, a half-life uh, sorry okay I need to I need to step back because I don't want to get too technical so jumping back so half-life is the time it takes for a radioactive substance to lose half of its uh, half of its um, substance like or reduced by half and uh, uh, the so the half-life of something is usually how we tell how long it'll be around or give, you know, give scale to how long these things um, will be in the environment, right? Or how long we have to contain them um, before they're no longer, you know, dangerous to, to animals. Or So fusion fission reactors can sometimes have thousand-year lifetimes where we have to create these steel-reinforced bunkers where we just store all our nuclear waste in. So with fusion, we could cut that down uh, to a shorter time frame. So we wouldn't be creating as much waste that we need to store. So that's one benefit. Uh, the other benefit is the fuel. Um, fission reactors typically use a isotope of uranium, which is um, very, you know, or uranium or some more radioactive element. It's very tough to find those elements because as i mentioned uh the stars in the galaxy typically only um make it up to iron in terms of their fusion processes so any element past uh, iron is actually in the in the periodic table of elements is actually created in extreme conditions and is more rare in the universe so uranium is is one of those substances you can't just go find uranium, uh, especially the the isotope you need for nuclear fusion uh, or for fission, and so that 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 brings a problem. So so I'm I've kind of spent a, a little bit of time explaining fusion, but uh, and how how what we're trying to achieve with this, um, and now I'll talk a little bit about ITER. So ITER is a project to implement a I don't want to mess up this word. It's a uh, tokamak, 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 a tokamak style reactor. And it's an international effort um, to create. Um, it's basically a science experiment. Um, one of the most expe <laughs> expensive ones in the world. Um, costing over 65 billion dollars 35 countries are participating uh in the project in the science experiment and um it's going to be one of the largest um uh fusion reactors ever built and basically the premise is to try to show that this is that fusion reactors are, are feasible that we can create and harness the power of miniature suns i just bumped my mic sorry um so that's basically the goal. So now that we've gone over that, um, I'll kind of talk a little bit about the shape. Uh, the reactor is shaped like a donut, uh, where the few, where the plasma, the hot, just think of a hot 
gas that's very you know i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's a, it's, it's a hot gas um that's very very you know typically is very um low in density but using uh magnets we're able to crunch that down and allow for enough um density for for these particles to collide into each other while they're going around this donut and uh so they go around the donut uh held in place by magnets you know very specific shape uh to ensure that um that we're able to continue this uh you feed the fuel in there and it, and it basically heats up the reactor then um the reactor is surrounded by water it heats up the water which turns it into steam which runs the turbines which generates electricity and um yeah so it, it's so essentially what we're trying to do is make a viable fusion reactor and i think i explained that pretty well um so basically um the okay so i'm trying to i'm trying to so so the reason why i'm talking about this right now i think i should start there the reason why i'm talking about this right now is because we actually just reached an important deadline um in the construction or sorry in the total project um of the the iter project and um let, let like to give some context i want to go back to when this project started and kind of lift, list off some dates and some figures. Um, so in 1988, the ITER project officially initiated. Um, and uh, they had basically a series of conceptual designs, um, the design that they were going to go with. Um, and uh, essentially, they were in the process of brainstorming, right, uh, for about two years, from 1988 uh, to 1990. Um, then once that happened for about six years from 1992 to 1998, engineering design kind of took over. They took over the ideas of, um, the physicist and, um, they started doing the actual math, the actual materials. They, you know, they started doing the number crunching, started doing the CAD and everything. And, and, you know, they started doing the actual process of engineering this and figuring out how much it's going to cost. Um, in 2006, um, the project uh, was approved uh, for a cost estimate of about 10 billion euro, which uh, or 12.8 billion US dollars. Um, and they basically said uh, that they were going to start construction of the project in 2008. This was in 2006, by the way. Uh, so in two years, they were going to start the construction. And um, 2018 uh, was when they were expecting the project to be completed. So obviously that's not happened. So we'll get into why there were some delays and everything. So uh, in 2008, uh, on time, they uh, started prepping the, the site um, and basically started... Um, implementing an itinerary of uh, what events were going to happen in what order. Uh, and uh, they started basically getting uh, the actual physical land prepped for the facility and for um, the reactor. So in 2009, the site was prepared. 
um, and uh, the complex uh, began construction. Uh, it's called the Tokamak con Complex. And um, essentially, this is where things kind of hit a road bump. Uh, construction always takes a long time. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, there's always, a, I think, a, an aspect of budget being over budget. And this is definitely when a lot of those problems started happening. Um, in 2013, the actual um, complex uh, started being constructed. Um, and then in 2015, they started uh, constructing uh, the parts. What they found, so a lot more parts, and um, they basically said we need an extension for six years at 2015. Um, at 2017, the assembly hall, where they were going to assemble um, a lot of the large components and, and prepare everything, uh, be, was ready for um, uh, equipment. And at this point, uh, we launched into the assembly and integration phase, which uh, is stated uh, to have started in 2018 and will continue on until 2025. So... Uh, December 2018, the concrete support surrounding um, the assembly hall uh, was completed. Uh, in July 2019, the bottom and lower cylinder uh, was assembled. Uh, basically, uh, let's get it to, yeah, let's, let's just jump to today. So what happened is in July 2020, which just, which just passed a couple, I realized that's last month, but we just um, had uh, the assembly of the machine, the official assembly of the reactor beginning. And um, they're scheduled uh, to complete uh, assembly by 2025. And uh, in December of 2025, uh, they will be aiming to achieve uh, their ever, first ever plasma um, uh, in that reactor and actually mark the beginning of the research phase. Um, and uh, in 2035, they're planning on actually uh, starting deuterium tritium, which is um, uh, essentially uh, water. <laughs> it's essentially seawater. And they're going to start... Um, the operation of actually running it like a nuclear fusion reactor so now so the, i just list off a lot of dates and I, and I understand that i might have lost a lot of people but i wanted to give a scale of this project that this is not a project that was started yesterday that was started even 10 years ago this project is um close to what is it uh 35 42 47 years old this project is 47 uh, will be 47 years old when it's completed right and at this point is actually closer to 32 years old this project is 32 years old and so there has been a lot of work by a large number of individuals all across the world and i think that this one this project is one of the most inspiring for me as a as a student as someone who hopefully will one day get a chance to work on projects on the international scale. 
on projects that will genuinely help a lot of individuals. Um, and it's inspiring to look at these projects. And I think not a lot of people were knew about the July 2020 and how significant that the they are actually putting together a nuclear fusion reactor. And I think that um, we can get bogged down in the cost and the, you know, um, the delays and everything. But I think genuinely from, in my opinion, um, there is no cost I wouldn't be willing to pay to see this project succeed and to kind of because because this is an international effort the hope is that we are able to make energy problems which arguably are our biggest problems in the world make energy problems go away because we are innovating and moving forward and this project has had me excited since i was a kid and uh i really think everyone should definitely take a look at it um I know, I know this, uh, this might have lost some people. I tried to keep this like low technical, like low in terms of technicality, but definitely go watch some YouTube videos on this. This is an amazing project and it's been going on for 32 years. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where within the next 15 years of, of within the next 15 years, we are looking at hopefully a lot of competition come up in this space, which drives the innovation and pushes these these um, these deadlines up, and you know really gets everyone excited about uh, the energy race. Um, it ex it just excites me, and I and I wanted to talk about this because um, I think the significance of this project cannot be understated, and um, I tweeted, <laughs> I I retweeted um, uh, a gentleman who. Um, was talking about the ITER uh, and how this uh, this deadline of actually starting assembly is one of the most important and the like that you know in a year of 2020 when not a lot of things have gone right in terms of politics in terms of you know global health in terms of um, you know in terms of different situations and and things of that come that have come up we should celebrate. Um, really something that we've all worked really hard on and uh, a lot of scientists have put their their lives you know and they put their passions here and um, hopefully this translates to cleaner energy and better energy uh, for everyone one day and I and I think I'm gonna leave it off there I hope I piqued your interest um, I'm a little bit of a science nerd so I, I really want to dive more into um, the technicality of how um, the ITER reactors work and I might do it just to do it um, in a longer episode but for now I hope I've piqued your interest uh, this has been the Daily Fart episode 3 exciting we're going we're, we're doing this like I don't know maybe this is not episode 3 I don't know we're doing this daily uh, so make sure to come back and check it out and also follow me on Twitter uh, to see some of the sources and, um, uh, you know, see what I see, what, where I'm kind of getting all these stories I'm talking about. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's it.
Uh, bye.